Hey, good morning. Morning. Uh, For those who don't know, my name is Scott. I'm one of the pastors here. Uh, First and foremost, uh, Sarah has not had her baby. Um, George is actually taking time to rest and is on vacation. So I just wanted to clear that out first. As soon as the first service, people came to me and said, is the baby here? When, when can we see the baby? I'm like, no, no, there's no, there's no baby. So I figured I'd throw that out there at first. Um, so I'll be going and filling in. In the last couple of weeks, as you guys know, we've been in the series called The Summer of Party. And last week, George spoke on four ways, uh, four movements of what he called rest. Uh, he said that Jesus taught us to look up. Jesus taught us to look in look with and look out. And George asked me, hey, can you dig a little deeper on what that means to find rest when we look up in our relationship with God? Um, And that's going to be inside our own hearts, our priorities, and motives. For those of you guys, if you missed that sermon last week, if you want to know more, um, if you go ahead and download that on our app, um, you can go and you can immediately check out um, just the rest of that sermon. But let's go ahead and dive in today. Uh, first thing I want to ask is, do you ever feel like you need a vacation for your vacation? Like, think about this. Summer is already halfway over. We're already halfway through the whole summer. School does start soon. And for many of us, I think the idea of taking time to rest gives us restlessness. At the summer party, it's not only about us partying, but it's also about Rest. And for some reason, I think it's so easy for us, the idea of going and partying and, and the work that takes. But we can struggle so much with the, the other side of that coin is that we are called to take time to rest. Uh, I'm going to jump just right in here. Um, this is Bible. Uh, Psalms 23, uh, verse 1. says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. So the Bible says that God is our shepherd. If God is our shepherd, what would that make us? Sheep. Not cows, not pigs. That would make us sheep. I just thought of a cow shepherd. I thought that would be funny. But um, it makes us sheep. And sheep, we like sheep, need direction. We need a good shepherd. A shepherd protects the sheep. It lets them know when they need to lay down. It helps give them food. Um, we need that in our lives. We need a shepherd to let us know when to rest. Uh, I was Did you know the average American today, we are more sleep-deprived than any other generation before us? In fact, um, 50 years ago, um, the average person got about two more hours a night sleep than we do now. So I thought, uh, before we begin, I thought, hey, let me, let me just ask some questions. Um, I'm thinking of myself recruited, and maybe you will see if we need more rest. So think of this to yourself. Are you always in a hurry? Is your to-do list unrealistically too long? Or do you know someone, don't look at them, that gives you a to-do list that is unrealistically too long? Have more than one person ever told you to slow down? Do you feel guilty when you relax because you could always be doing something more? That's a big one for me. And here's another one for me, too. This is my last one. Do you have to get sick to take time off? I think for many of us, the idea of taking time to rest gives us restlessness. But 
God knows how important it is for us to rest. He even gave it as a commandment for us to rest. Uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 9. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor the son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner side in your town. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So this is on your outline. The Sabbath is a day of rest. The Sabbath is a day of rest. And what's neat here is not only God commands us to rest, um, he set the example. Do you think after God made the sun and the moon and the stars, that he's like, oh, I'm just exhausted. I need to take some time to rest. But no, God chose to rest to set the example of what we need to be able to do in our own lives. He, and when you look at the commandments, he lumps out when I'm sure he's some like, do not steal, do not murder, do not envy others. It is that important to God that we should rest. And yet I think at times it's, it's so easy for us to do some of these other commandments. But when it comes to rest, it can be a struggle. And then Jesus even affirms. Some of you guys may think, well, that's the Old Testament says rest, but I don't, I don't need to rest now. Jesus affirms Mark 2, 27. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for us. The Sabbath was made for us to rest. You know, one, thing's, one thing I hear over and over again is, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. Have you ever thought like, oh, I'd love to take a break. I'd love to rest, but who has the time to do that? How about, um, you know, my days off, I just have so many projects I need to do. Or I need to, I need to study for school. Um, oh, you know, I'd love to go to church, but who has the time to go to church? I would love to spend time with God, but I'm just so busy. You know, it'd be good for me to spend time with my family. It'd be good for me to spend time with my spouse. But who, who has the time to do that? And when, and when you ask someone how they're doing, um, besides just the comment we say good in passing, um, you know what I, I hear the most is, I'm busy. I'm tired. I have a lot on my plate. It's one of those common things I hear over and over again. I'll let you guys know, this is something I'm, I'm just as guilty of. And one thing that um, I, I think, I think str- struggling, um, especially with me and others, is knowing when to take a break. Think of this. We have, we have more time-saving devices than ever before. We have smartphones. They're not dumb phones. They're called smartphones. And they're supposed to help give us more time. Um, we have Google calendars that can connect to all of our devices to help us be able to be more efficient. We even have Echo. Do you guys know about Echo? I don't no longer have to take the time to pull up a website to type in that I need toilet paper. I can say, Echo, I need toilet paper, and I'll order it right then and there. It's, it's that how much time-saving devices we have. Um, I was reading a New York Times article this week. It said, in 1928, economist John Keyes Imagine a world in which, thanks to advances in technology, innovation, future generations would be free to embrace a less busy lifestyle. 
perhaps only working three days a week, and that by choice, not necessity. With the addition of labor-saving and therefore time-saving devices abundant in most American homes, one would think that people would be at a loss for what to do with their spare time. Yet according to numerous studies that is in defiance of Key's predictions, many Americans feel far busier and stressed out now than they have ever been. And they took a poll on this New York Times article. It says, what keeps you from the life you want to live? You know what the number one answer was? I don't have enough time. In fact, the Bible even talks about and affirms that we don't have enough time. It says, Psalm, so Psalms 39, 4 through 5, it says, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered. How fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. So I, I think most of us know how important rest is, but when it says that life is, is as, fast, as, small, as short as the width of my hand, how is it that I'm supposed to rest when I know life is so short? How am I supposed to not be busy when, there's, when I know that this is just going to flee away? It's, it's just life is but a breath. So one instance, God has called us and said, hey, I command you, it's important that you need to rest. And at the same time, God says, oh, by the way, you know, life is really short, and before you know it, it's gone. So how do I make time for rest? And furthermore, what am I supposed to do when I rest? Well, I'm glad you guys asked. So um, it's this is on your outline here. Uh, this is the first thing. I need to exchange my restlessness for God's peace. I need to exchange my restlessness for God's peace. Matthew 6.26 starts with this. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food? And the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more viable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? God talks about the, the birds don't worry. Not only do they not worry, they don't overwork. It says God takes care of them. When we rest resting is a way of us trusting God. Not only the birds, did you know that you are the most valuable thing that God created? We are the most valuable. We're more valuable than the star, the sun, um, the entire world. God chose us. We are the most valuable thing. And yet we don't worry about the stars falling from the sky. We don't worry about the plant just exploding. But um, we worry so much that we're going to have food on the table. That we're going we're to knock out the goals in our life. Um, but the Lord asks us to rest. So when we rest, it reminds who I have to rely my strength on. Resting, we're reminded that God loves us. He provides the things that we need. And he provides the things we're trying to accomplish. How can I spend time in relationships if I am always busy? Resting allows us to spend time to refocus. 
And I think there's three different things that we need for rest um, that we deal with. Uh, first thing I think we deal with is physical fatigue. Second is emotional fatigue. And I think we all deal with spiritual fatigue. And, you know, I can, I can go to bed to take care of physical fatigue. But when it comes to my emotional fatigue and spiritual fatigue, if I'm not spending time with God, if I'm not spending time in relationships, I'm going to burn out. Why is it so important to rest? Because God is able to speak to us. We're able to hear from God. Without that relationship to depend on Jesus, something I feel is desperately missing in each one of our lives, the death of our soul, without love and direction that comes from our shepherd, as you read how we like sheep need a shepherd, we are missing the important parts of our lives. We need more than a vacation. We need to have a relationship with Jesus. We're not made to live this way. Maturity knows how to rest. If we want to be mature, we need to know when to rest. It says that sheep don't like to lay down, yet it says he makes me lie down. So here, here's, this, here's the second thing on your outline to help you with that. Schedule your priorities. We'll help give you rest. Schedule your priorities. So each day we don't have 24 hours. It's not some of us have um, 20 hours, not some of us 15. It says each of us have 24 hours. One uh, thing I, I heard once and I really enjoy is, so think about this, is what's the one thing that we have in common with Bill Gates? Does anybody know? It's time. Bill Gates has as much time every day as I do. We have tw- each have 24 hours. I heard it once said, and this really hit me, that um, time is like water. It's going to go somewhere. So when, when I get, wake up in the morning, some of, part of your time is, you know what, I need to sleep. That's good. So part of your time will be just sleeping. Um, getting spiritual fatigue. Each one of you guys here decided that I'm going to take time on my Sunday morning, and I'm going to come to church. So you're helping right now your spiritual fatigue. Um, you're, you're connecting relationships. So you're helping some of that um, emotional fatigue right now with just being with others. And yet, there are times, times I think, every, every moment matters, every decision we make. So sometimes we wake up in the morning, and after sleep, um, I, can choo- I can choose to hit that snooze button, or I can choose to wake up and try to spend some time with God. And sometimes I hit that snooze, and that's where my time goes. Or there are others I can wake up, instead of hitting that snooze, is I can take that 10 minutes, and I can spend that time with God. Um, or I can wake up and I can spend that time reading the next juicy political statement. Um, I can take that time wasted, wasted on the Kardashians. There's so many things that we can choose to spend our time with. Time is like water. It's going to go somewhere. And yet, if it's important to us, we have to schedule it. We schedule our doctor's appointments because that's a priority to us. That matters. Um, we, we schedule our kids going to school. We schedule work. Why wouldn't we schedule everything else that matters to us? So here's, here's my first challenge this week. Write out, what are your priorities? What are your lifelong goals? For some of you, this might be the first time you've thought about that, but what are your lifelong goals? 
and then look at a calendar for the week and then schedule how do my lifeline goals connect with what I'm doing each day. So I thought at first just an example is what are, what are some of mine? Um, so one thing I've wrote down was is that um, I want to be a good pastor. And to be a good pastor, I feel like I, I need to be spending time with God. So I, I schedule in the morning that set up that I will have a daily time with God so I can connect with him. Um, another one for me is I feel like I need to continuously be learning. If I'm not learning, um, I feel like I, I can become a cap. Um, I can get stuck. So another goal of me as I write down is um, to read 10 pages of a good book each day. 10 pages. So whether that's a leadership book, whether it's um, a book on rest, uh, whether it's one on intelligence, um, I am constantly trying to read books to help me improve myself so that I can be a better leader, I can be a better pastor. And here, here's the thing. Um, I think life is, we think of time as a straight line. Um, each decision we make is a straight line. And it's really, it's more of a curve going up or it's a curve going down. Um, greatness is in the moment of each decision that we make. When I um, think of it this way, if I eat a hamburger right now, am I just going to have a heart attack? No. But over time, if I eat poorly and poorly and poorly, that curve is going to go down and down and down, and eventually I can, my body can get really trashed if I just ate poorly all the time. Uh, same with spending time with God. I can, I can either go up each day or I can go down. And, you know, missing, missing one day um, not in a relationship, missing one day not exercising, missing one day spending time with God, that's not, it's not just going to destroy your life. But over, over time, if I'm missing those things that are important to me, if I'm missing what is a priority to me, um, I'm either going to be going down or I'm going to be going up. And here's something that really hit me. These things are all so easy to do. They're also so easy not to do. It is so easy for me to hit my snooze button as well. It's so easy for me not to hit the snooze button. It is so easy for me when I get home from work just to turn on the TV as well. It's so easy for me not to turn on the TV and actually spend that time with my family instead. Think about that. Greatness is in each moment of decision that we make each day. So one, one of your priorities could be is, man, I want to be a fantastic spouse. Well, that means I have to find ways to improve myself in being a better spouse or a better um, partner, relationship. It, I have to get better at that. I have to find ways to spend time with them. If my priority is my kids, I have to, I have to schedule that in. Um, so here's something I wanted to think for you guys this week. Pick at least one day a week for rest and schedule it in. Again, these are things that are so easy to do. It's also so easy not to do. It's so easy for you to look at a calendar and try to find a day to rest. It's so easy for you to skip that. Uh, one quote I like by C.S. Lewis, he said this. It really hit me. Your greatest danger is letting the urgent things crowd out the important ones. We have to schedule the important things that are in our life before someone else fills it with something else. So this week, take out a calendar. If you haven't yet, list out what are your lifelong priorities and see if they line up each week with what you're doing. Either you could be, man, I'm right on track, or I could be completely out of what my priorities are in my life. What is it that I want to accomplish? What is it I want to do? Here's the third thing. 
for rest. It's on your outline. Say no to some good things so you can say yes to God things. Say that again. Say no to some good things so you can say yes to God things. I think many times we don't even know what the target is for our life. Uh, And the one thing that really helped me was with a puzzle. I think you guys all know what a puzzle is. What is the first thing you do when you get a puzzle out? Separate the center. Someone first was smart and said, well, you dump them out of the box first. I was like, gee, thanks, you helped me. So I'm like, what is the second thing we do? Um, I think the first thing we do after we dump out all the pieces is we look at the picture of the front. We look at the cover. You set the box up so you have a picture of what the end results should look like. Without a picture, if, if I don't have a picture showing what the end result is, it's really hard to be able to pick up these pieces and be able to connect them and put them together. Some of you might feel like your life is putting a puzzle together without knowing what that picture is. And that's hard. Uh, This is something uh, like a pastor named Andy Stanley said once that really hit me. He said, clear you get about the end result of your vision for your life, the fewer your options will become and the easier the decision will get. So think about that. The clearer you get about the end result of your vision for your life, the fewer your options will become and easier decisions will get. If I know where I'm going, if I know where I'm headed, it is going to be easier for me to say no to some things. It's going to be easier for me to know what I need to say yes to in my life. So for if, if, if I don't figure that out, someone's going to fill that in for me with what they feel is urgent. They're going to decide for me what I schedule and put my time in. I think sometimes we need to rest to know what our priorities are in the first place. Am I, am I, I think at times, am I doing what God is blessing? Or am I asking, um, or am I asking God to bless what I am doing? Am I doing what God is blessing, or am I asking God to bless what I am doing myself? The difference is to put life on pause, be able to listen to what God is saying. I think many times we're saying yes to so many things based on what we see around us. Instead of being able to pause, be able to rest, and say yes to what what the good things God is asking us to do. Um, another reason I was thinking is, you know, we need to be able to adjust our values. I, we buy things we don't need. We're trying to impress people we don't like. We're trying to keep up with the Joneses so much. Um, and we really need a life that is rest-filled. I, I, have so, I have so many things I'm not even enjoying that I already have. Uh, Mark eight thirty six. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? We can, we can say, hey, look at all these things I've accomplished. Hey, check out my, all my rocks I collected. Um, you know, check out my hobby. Look how far I went up that corporate ladder. Look at, look at the house that I was able 
to provide. Look at, look at the car I have. I think what I don't have often spoils what I do have. It can spoil the blessings God has already given to me. There's so many times that I'm looking at, at my stuff, my hobby, and I'm like, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that, instead of sitting and enjoying what God has already given me. There's times where even in my own house, I'm so focused on the backyard I don't have instead of enjoying the backyard I do. How is your soul? Are you forfeiting loving God for the, for the things of this world? How are you with loving others? There's two things God, God calls us to do, is love God and to love others. And yet, am I so busy that I'm losing those two things? When I, when I die, God's not going to be asking me, oh, how high did you get up that corporate ladder? He's not going to ask me, how big was that rock collection again? No. God's going to be asking us, did you, did you love others? Did you tell others about me? Did you spend time with me? Those are the things that are going to matter. How well we do with our relationships. How, how well do our relationships go when we don't spend time together? Are they going to go up or are they going down? And man, I, we can't keep going at the pace that we're going. We just, I think at times we just need someone to be able to tell us, say, hey, it's okay to take time and rest. Did not feel guilty. God never meant for us to go and keep on living this way that we are, we're living. If, if we don't rest, I think what happens at times is, if I don't rest, God is going to make me rest and I'll lie upon my back. And some of you guys have gone through this. Are you going to rest in the Lord, or are you going to go ahead and rest in the hospital? I think some way or another, you're going to get rest somewhere, and I, and I can attest to this. Um, a few years back, my wife decided to go to school full-time, um, and we, we decided together that um, we're not going to try to get outside help, that we didn't have the money for it, so um, we wisely decided that my wife would be a full-time mom during the day, and she'd go to full-time school at night, and I would just watch the kids at night. Um, and we thought, you know, it would also be wise while we're doing this. Hey, let's get pregnant. Let's have another baby. She's full-time mom with two kids, going to school full-time at night, and pregnant. No rest. And because of that, um, my wife ended up, getting, ended up in the hospital while pregnant with pneumonia. And in fact, we were ignoring pneumonia so much, it was just a cough, that it, they, the doctor said her lungs were rubbing the inside lining of her um, rib cage because of how sick she was, because she was not taking time to rest. And when you have pneumonia, what does the doctor say to do? Go run some laps? No. They say you have to rest. How do I rest when I'm going to school full time? We had to spend time, we had to, we had to rely upon God that he was going to provide for us, that he was going to help. And God did. We have, um, we have a person in our church, her name is Barbara. She came and watched our kids, and, and we didn't pay her what I felt like she deserved, but she was willing to watch her kids um, during the day so that my wife was able to focus on doing homework during that time, um, moving some, instead of just doing all night classes, doing some day classes so that she had time to rest. And then, um, and then we had a season, uh, God brought in, uh, if you know Pastor Gordon, his wife Leanne, God brought Leanne in. And Lee, um, even, again, we not paying what I feel like she deserves, but she was willing to help us. And she gave us the help that we need so that we could be able to take care of our family. We're not meant to carry all this weight on ourselves. Without that relationship to depend on God, 
I think something is desperately missing in each one of our lives. We miss the depth of our soul with the love and direction that comes about from that shepherd, helping us where to go, letting us know when we need to rest. So here's my, here, here's my challenge. Plan your Sabbath. What does that look like? Plan a day of rest. Rest, rest physically, rest emotionally, rest spiritually. What does that look like for you? Next thing is, write out, what are your lifelong priorities? If you haven't done or re-look at what you've written down in the past. What are your lifelong priorities? And then what would you need to change to be able to continue growing in what those lifelong priorities are? And for some of you guys here, I think the first step in getting rest is maybe is a trust in Jesus for the first time. Uh, Matthew eleven. 20 through 30 says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How is it working out when we try to figure out life on our own? I love it. The Jesus doesn't say, hey, let me go ahead and pile and add more on to your life. Jesus is saying, hey, trust in me. Rest in me, and I want to take those burdens off. Let me handle those things. I love it doesn't say, "Is you know, trust in me, and I'm going to you know, grind you at a halt. I'm going to overwork you. No. God wants us to rest and be able to trust in him. And he says, when you trust in me, I will, I will take off those burdens. And for some of us, we may need to start that relationship right now with Christ, or that might be as a get back on that relationship with him. I love that Jesus talks about giving us rest. Keep company with me, and you will learn how to live freely and rightly. When we go and pray. Lord Jesus, come forward. I thank you so much that, um, that you do care. You value us. Value us so much that you ask us to rest. Would you be our good shepherd? Would you speak through us today? I pray you help us identify the things that we're overworking. Help us to think, identify the things that we need to be rest-filled, that we need to rest in. Help be clear to us. Uh, for some of us today, I, I pray, would you speak to, to our hearts? For some of us, Lord, it may be that today is the day that we put our rest and trust in you for the first time.